Hey everybody, welcome to Multi Multi, a podcast discussing the multitude of multi-site student ministry. My name is EJ Swanson. I'm joined by two of my great friends, Mr. Joe Crab. Hey there, EJ. And Mrs. Kim Schuler. Hello. Along with two now very Ooh. amazing um, audio and tech guys, uh, Trevor and Scott. Yes, sir. And um, we're so thankful for them and all that uh, they have uh, brought to our team and making us sound good. And if it's your very first time listening to Multi Multi, The vision of our podcast is to equip churches either entering into or already in the process of um, being in multi-site student ministry, youth ministry. And our goal, our hope is to share uh, with each of you what we've learned and what we're learning in uh, today's uh, day-to-day ministry context, not only at our local church. uh, We have 14 campuses here at Woodside Bible in uh, Metro Detroit, but also throughout uh, youth ministry and student ministry in whole. And we've had the opportunity to join in with the Youth Ministry Podcast Network and a whole bunch of our friends in uh, podcast land. And we're also excited, uh, a huge opportunity that our team's going to be at January 13th through 15th down at uh, the Woodlands Camp in Georgia, the camp friends alongside of the Youth Cartel and Orange and a whole other uh, group of amazing people and speakers. We're super excited for that as well. Joe, do you want to add anything into that? Yeah, for sure. Make sure that you go to the youthcartel.com com slash multi or just go right to their website you guys will be able to find it with ease but ej said we are the official podcast of the multi-site church youth ministry conference held by youth cartel our good friend marco and what i love is that this conference really does embody what we uh we look to do here in this podcast that is to spend time in community uh, in conversation with other multi-site churches and to better one another as we share of what God has called us to, what he has um, showed his grace in as we've made mistakes, and how we can just spur each other on to love and good works. And so um, I'm, I'm stoked. I'm excited. been chatting with a bunch of people about it uh, to spend some time with you guys there this uh, this January. That's so. going to be great. You yes, know, sir. one of the things I, I love about our podcast is the varying types of episodes that we do. And Kim, today we're going to be uh, talking uh, about looking forward uh, to that January February timeline of things and what are those major events in winter and spring that you and your multi-site church are doing? I want to talk things like um, our D-Nows, our retreats, maybe some other big events. And as we um, do that, Kim, from the central standpoint, getting ahead of things is huge. Why do you feel like it's the most important um, thing as we're looking forward as we're looking forward to these these new events or these things that are on on the horizon? Well, I think if you think through it uh, with the lenses of parents, leaders, and students, uh, you know, the more we get to get ahead, the more we are prepared for what needs to come. The parents are in the know, so they can plan accordingly. Students get excited, and our leaders feel prepped and ready to minister to the students. Um, So, I mean, those are just like four areas that I would say are key for us getting ahead, but not only um, that, but we're also going to be better stewards of the resources and the time and what God has given us at each of our individual churches uh, just to plan better, to be more prepared, and honestly, to do things with excellence. Large events don't don't happen like Amazon Prime. They don't come together in two days, (laughs) right? Or one day, depending on what metropolis you live in. Amazon Prime is a lifesaver often. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I I love it. I cannot even imagine how much money we spent on overnight shipping on stuff prior 
to these big events years ago before Amazon Prime just because of Seriously. messing up, right? Well, EJ, you're saying that. That makes me think of, um, if you're listening to the podcast, obviously we're, we're talking about this, the Looking Forward episodes. We did a whole saga of episodes early on in the life of the show about retreats. And Kim dropped a great hack in one of those episodes. If you are going away to a retreat or anything like that, um, to ship things directly to the camp. So like take things from Amazon, like if you're having t-shirts or anything, like that, so you don't have to like load it up and all that stuff beforehand, like game supplies or anything. That was, that was a brilliant hack. I, I remember that light it was bulb a no moment. But it was one of those things that changed the game. That, that's what I love. Those are those simple things that you're like, yeah. Why don't we do that? Right, and right, then right. you do it. it like it, you're right. It just seems like it makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. But then you did it. I remember that moment in the office where you're like, "Yeah, I'm just going to ship all this stuff right to camp, so yeah. I don't have to load it in my car. Yeah. So let someone else do it for yeah, you." Then so. the retreat center is like, "Wow, you guys bring a lot of stuff." <laughs> yeah. Yes, we do. Yeah, yeah, we still brought a trailer every time. Oh, for even sure. though that trailer was filled with all the stuff we used to bring, we found other stuff that we easily, (laughs) quickly put in there. It's because we were looking forward and we've learned from our past mistakes of not planning ahead. So that way we didn't have to be so last minute, which created space, like you said, for innovation and excellence and doing some new things and experimenting with some things. And so, yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm excited for this episode. Let's let's hop in. I am too. You know, I think one of the biggest things is uh, right now, you know, we're we're three months out from those big events. For us, um, this year specifically, let's talk contextually a little bit. For us, we're going to be diving into our winter retreats. And um, Joe, why don't you set up context a little bit about what we have going on this year for that? Yeah, I think I love that that you um, took the conversation there, EJ, because we know that multi-site ministry is so influenced by the context in which it's done in. And there are some things that regardless if you're a multi-site church or not, that are still true if you're in student ministry. And one of those are whenever you change a rhythm, whether it's a meeting rhythm, which we've done, we've switched our programming nights before. And although that's not a multi-site topic, we might just want to talk about that topic one time. Yeah, I agree. It's a universal yeah. topic, yeah. But for sure a multi-site topic because you have different campuses meeting on different days and right. so on. Um, and then you... Uh, uh, also a retreat rhythm. And so this year for us, contextually, we've switched up our retreat rhythm. We used to do a high school retreat in the fall and middle school retreats in the winter. But this year, all of our retreats are in the winter. And that was a deliberate decision that we made. Uh, leadership didn't make it. The camp didn't make it. We we made it. And the reason why, uh, there were several reasons as to why, but some of the big ones were just being able to have the the energy and the focus to re- actually give ourselves more time to pull off a retreat as opposed to us doing one in October, six, seven weeks into the school year when you're when you should be looking forward and working ahead at that exact same time, you're also doing kickoff and you're getting those leaders and leader trainings and all that stuff up and running. And then you're trying to also pull off a giant retreat. Uh, And so I think that that's one of the biggest reasons it allowed us to be a better steward of these amazing life-changing events, uh, whether it's a D now or a retreat. Um, And it just provided a better rhythm in the school year. So this for us contextually, um, and again, I know that whenever you have a retreat or whatever your retreat looks like, uh, this conversation 
information is going to be beneficial um, as you hear some of the mistakes that we've made, the lessons that we've learned. Um, we, of course, always want to learn from you guys as well. We always appreciate your feedback because we don't have it all figured out. Um, but this is a universal truth um, because a lot of us do um, universal truths when it comes to like logistics and our work and so on because we all do uh, retreats, whether it's in February or in May. Uh, or a summer camp or a D now at, at some point. So um, I'm excited. Yeah. So for us, the game's changed a little bit as we, you know, look at this season. So for us, even to look forward, it means, you know, different contracts, different um, scheduling, yeah. figuring out teams, where they're going and what weekends and all those type of things. It's a, it's a little bit more work, but in the long run, I think it's going to be um, great for us. And I think the key to um, going that far ahead right? For yeah. any of these looking ahead episodes is to be able to, to say, Hey, these are the main things. These are the major rocks that we've got to have done. Definitely. And, and Joe, I know that um, when we've talked about this in the past, one of the things that you've said is, um, you know, nail down the non-negotiables, the major non-negotiables of what this retreat has to have. Things like um, buses, speakers, um, all of that type of stuff ahead of time. Kim, would you shed a little bit of light on, um, from your standpoint, as people are looking ahead to those big events um, in, in that January, February timeframe, what, what are the non-negotiables you think people should be looking at? You definitely want to figure out the, the large items at hand that could either make or break a great weekend, you know? So like you mentioned, EJ, the transportation, are you providing it? What does it look like? What mode of transportation are you walking, riding bikes? To get there right, I'm teasing. Yeah. That's a joke. Um, well, you know what? It, it, for a moment, it made me think. I was like, oh, is she talking about the scooter that she likes to ride around oh, camp? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you might want to think about the mode of transportation that you're going to use at, up at Golf camp cart. as well. Yeah, Golf yeah, yeah. cart. Yeah. Um, no, but, you know, school buses, bus, whatever that may be. Or are you having students dropped off at camp? Um, just the, that organization piece. Uh, do you need a nurse? Small group leaders, have they known about this day? If not, like Ooh, yeah. it needs to get out in front of them ASAP. We uh, typically like to put it out in front of them over a year ahead of time to make sure that they are aware and they can block that out, um, that portion out. So it's not a, oh, I didn't know about this. Oh, no, you knew about it. And it was actually in the leadership covenant yeah. that you signed as you stepped into this role. Um, and so from there, nurses, uh, what are what are those large activities you're going to be doing maybe during free time that you want to start nailing down speakers, theme, uh, worship band, if you're going to have that? Um, so there's, there's quite a bit. We love to, um, and again, back to our episodes, um, I think it's episode like four, five, six, in that area where we do, I think, a four-part on yep. retreats. Yeah. Um, and, you know, something we talked about then and in another episode as well is roles and responsibilities. Um, and that's a huge piece of making any either large event, retreat, D-Now, happen and happen well is really divvying out the roles and responsibilities in those areas. Yeah. What are the things that ends up happening? And Kim, you've touched on it a, a, a bit there. Um, and EJ, going to the comment that you shared that I shared of you got to nail down some of these non-negotiables um, of the, the transportations, logistics. And Kim, I loved 
what you hit on there about leaders. Because if you're not nailing some of those things down uh, at this point, what ends up happening, you know, two, three weeks before or two, three days or two, three hours before, you are frantically trying to figure out um, an issue that you could have resolved now. Be, and you end up working against yourself because issues, issues have no problem showing up. They tend to do that, right? So what do you, you know, why bother two, three weeks out to, you know, oh man, yeah, we've got, now we've got to nail down the buses. Oh yeah, we, we got to call back. We should follow up and everything when you should do it two, three months from now. So that way, two, three weeks out, your focus is more on, all right, registration's about to end. Let's look at all of our rosters of, of students. Who hasn't signed up yet that right. we need to be reaching out to? Who do we need to be making phone calls to? Um, or if there is a bigger issue, like um, something's happened with the camp or um, a bunch of your leaders just got the flu or anything like that, that you can be working on that as opposed to burning the midnight oil on both ends as you're trying to put out fires and still get your ducks in a row. So, And there's also those inevitables that you can't do until after registration. True. So you know you have those already on your list of That's t-shirts, smart. rooming, smart. Yeah. and all of that. So if you're waiting to do a whole bunch of other stuff until then as well, yeah. You know what it makes <laughs> me think of? It makes me think of planning a wedding. Oh. So if you if you're out there and you're Never married, <laughs> um, you know when you after you get engaged, it seems like the first like three four weeks, three to six weeks, you're doing a ton to nail down right. what's going to happen six months later. You're, you're getting solidifying the, the big bucket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're getting your venue, you're getting your DJ, you're getting your photographer. And then uh, because there are some things like, I'm not going to be able to start doing that stuff until, you know, six weeks out of the wet towards the wedding, four weeks, three weeks, two weeks. So like you already know that there are other things that you can't handle until, you know, Monday after registration deadline. Um, you can get a little bit of a handle on it, but you can't really do it until then. So that's that's insightful. Uh, I think that um, what Kim shared about leaders is important. Your leaders need to know the date of the retreat. And I get that that sounds like a, such a simple thing. And so many of you listening are like, I, I told them, we already, they know about it. I shared Did it that, at leaders training. Yeah, when they signed the covenant, when we yeah. agreed to them coming Great. on to be a leader. Do it again. Right. It's, it's the biggest weekend of the year for most of you, or that event has, has got such a great uh, opportunity for discipleship and relational impact and life change to occur. So the way that you talk about it communicates that value uh, and that understanding to those leaders. And it just keeps it on the right. Your leaders are volunteers, and they've got so much on their plate already. Your role is to make sure that they understand this is coming. But more than just this is coming so you can be there, but so they can be prayerfully preparing for that weekend. Yeah, I, th I think the sooner you get that out there too, let's think about the context within that season, right? It comes really quick. You have Thanksgiving, then you have the chaos of Christmas, mm. and not only are they not thinking about- <laughs> That sounds like a uh, sidebar. That sounds like a really good Christmas series yeah, idea, yeah. you know, out of like Revelation 12. Something. Like the chaos of Christmas, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, but they have that, 
everything's going on in the earlier yeah. retreat is, um, you know, in that season, the less likely they are to be remembering, hey, this is this yeah. is coming up. Yeah. And even and even at times for, for us, because there's so much that, that December timeframe brings about or January timeframe brings about from a personal standpoint, from a pastoral standpoint, that you're like, oh, okay, yeah, we need to be working on this. Now, I, that made me think, I see some of our, those, you know, our, our brothers and sisters out there at different churches, and they have their retreat in like January, like mid-January. And I'm like, I don't wow. think I, I don't think I could do it. Kudos yeah. to you guys. Yeah. Like, <laughs> right off the bat. Yeah. Right off the nuts. bat. I'm sure it's awesome and it's great, but I just, from the planning standpoint, yeah. I just don't feel like I could and do I it. And I think Joe, to go off that, something you do really well, um, in the team here at Woodside in front of the students and leaders in the fact of it's not just repeating the date over and over again to them, right? Yeah. It's telling the stories that come out of Amen. it. Um, so weekly, something I've seen you guys do well is bringing up students, even, I mean, I would say bring up leaders um, during the leaders meeting. Why is it important to go this weekend? What has life change looked like for you over the past couple of years from retreats? Yeah. Whatever that question is, have them share because then it's consistently on their radar, students and leaders, not of, hey, you have to be there, but here's why, right? Answering the why question of like, yeah. why do we do retreats? That makes me think of the conversations we've been having as a church at large when it comes to, you know, marketing and so on. That's not just about like the, the information, the broadcast, as it is about the networking aspect of like relationship. And that student getting up in front really does hit on the why. Yeah. Um, last night for our, our middle school gathering, we actually had a leader get up front and share why he thinks that student should go. Wow. So it was just kind of cool, like hearing a different perspective. It was something we we don't usually do because we do bring up students and everything and have them share. But it was it was awesome. And you know what was so encouraging? Hearing that leader essentially share the vision of what we've shared um, to them before. Uh, but not he's not just repeating information. He's sharing from experience that he's seen it come to life of like, no, this is where life change happens. You get this opportunity to spend time with your small group. And he just even hit on some issues that some of them might be having, maybe not feeling connected right now to your small group. Um, so those are things even now, looking forward to February, because we're talking like, we usually talk on like a planning end of things, but I love that, that you, what you just shared, Kim, made me think of, what are you doing to even help prepare for the work that's gonna take place that weekend in the lives and the hearts of students, and how are you preparing them uh, for it? Not just that it can't happen you know, before then, but it's going to be, it's for sure could be happening that weekend. So for them to know like, oh yeah, like this is a good thing uh, for me to be a part of and to look forward to. Uh, I even think we had a, a, a meeting yesterday with one of our leaders who's a new leader and was just talking about that, you know, beginning that established like relationship or beginning to establish that relationship with their students and not feeling fully connected to them or maybe they don't need them or, or whatever, which I think is a normal thing that leaders feel, especially early on. And to be able to sit there and tell them, hey, listen, you are just pouring into this well, um, building relational equity, and you are going to see so much of it overflow that weekend of retreat. 
um, just continue at it. You're being faithful. They, a lot of them, they just don't even know how much that they need you and not just need them, but need, you know, who God has created that leader to be and is working in and through them to have an impact in the life of that student. So I think it's good even for leaders. Maybe you in, you're, you're in November, December, and you have some leaders who are like, ah, you know, the, the days are getting shorter and it colder in our context. And, you know, especially middle schoolers, you're yeah. like, man, some weeks it feels like they are all about to be saints. And then others, you're just praying to the saints. What is this? Yeah. <laughs> wow. But that's, that's good. So looking forward, um, nailing down right now some non-negotiables. Kim shared a little bit of it already of your team um, knowing what their role is going to be for that specific weekend. And then beginning to, especially if you're in the in that lead position, that champion, that central, that main campus, whatever that role might be from a leadership perspective, to make sure that that ball is being moved forward. I love our rhythm of how we've done it. And again, it's taken some time to, to get there and still being worked out and everything. But where we're at, where we spend... Um, we have a monthly student entry staff meeting. And at the last one that we had, we broke up into teams. We had four quadrants, uh, you know, service elements, um, uh, free time activities, large group game ideas, and then just like other, like just dream big. And they, um, they got in their, their little teams and they came up with ideas and we presented them and we actually had, you know, a, a podcast all-star, Ben Hickson, um, video in to be the judge um, as he's as we've shared here he's now a, an associate pastor but he knows retreats and student world um, but that just what it does is it puts the the um, emphasis on the team to really take ownership and it allows you as the person who's leading to empower them and honestly at times be surprised you know like you don't you don't have all the ideas. I, I think there was definitely a time for my leadership to a fault where I was like, I got to come up with this idea. I got to do this. I got to do this. I got to do this. And it selfishly and arrogantly just limits the, the team that God has put together. And so to be like, all right, let's, let's do this together. And to be honest, it's also tiring to like try and do so much of that on your own. But um, thinking through, I know our next time that we meet, creating that space for those things to begin being worked on. I think one of the things that we've seen before, Kim, with those roles and responsibilities is the banging your head against the wall for uh, them to meet deadlines and everything, which you do a great job. Share some practical things that you do to remind people of like their deadlines and what you would build in and everything. Uh, we would definitely utilize our hubs, um, making sure uh, we split the team a bit down into smaller groups, the student team I'm referring to, um, just to give greater leadership. So I'm not necessarily the one or whoever that central core founding campus, whatever you want to call it, main campus person is. Um, they're not chasing down all 14, 17, 20, however many uh staff you have on the team yeah. down, um, but just breaking up and uh, giving out some more responsibility to those hub leaders. Again, that is our language, our context we yeah, use and, here. And a hub, so she, hub is we have four or five people to define that. who are um, student ministry pastors, directors, and they, you know, I have three or four people who are from other campuses that are on my hub, you know, a guy like Caleb, who's on our team, he's got three or four campuses. So like, it just 
funnels up and, and funnels down. So you're able to communicate information to those five or four, and then they're going to the team at large, or that team at large knows that, hey, they know they have access to you as a leader, um, but they also know that they have somebody that else to go in between, so you're able to work more on the things that only you can do. Um, and again, empowering your team, and multiplying it leaders. Them as leaders, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And so through, that's one way I would tackle um, deadlines, but I'd also set up uh, calendar reminders uh, throughout the period of time, maybe two weeks out, three weeks out, um, and then like a week out, and then three days out, just as a constant reminder. Um, and I would do this all in one swoop. So it wasn't me going in each week doing it and taking more time, but sit down, just nail it out in one day. Um, so it would be set up automatically and hopefully just a, another friendly reminder, another avenue to just keep the ball moving forward on those different pieces um, because they have to be in constant motion and deadlines are valuable um, as painful as they can be at times. Um, they are valuable and put there for a reason because uh, so, it trickles and affects other things in place for the weekend. Yeah, and one of the things we found that what has been a tension point is then how do you help them create space for those things to begin work to be worked on because... Uh, Retreat is coming, D-Now is coming, so on, but ministry is also happening um, the day-to-day, -day, uh, both within you know the student ministry and the campus ministry, um, and then you have your personal life and, uh, and so on. So there's all those, those things that fill those buckets. And so I think we've been looking to create even more space to be able to give our team to work collaboratively together to... Um, to get action done on those things. So they, they are meeting their deadlines and it's less of the leader having to go around and like, like guys, I know you have a lot going on, but um, this way you even get a greater pulse because like by the end of that time together, you know, in October, November, December, you can say, okay, like we've actually, we're not at 0%. We're actually at 50% with this task and 70% here and 30 with this one, but we're moving forward as opposed to like, you know, you haven't heard anything from the team in a while. Yeah, you know, and you're just, like, where are we at? Right. Yes. Yeah. And then, hey, well, guys, what are the challenges that it, you're facing right now with yeah. this? What's going on? And it doesn't, and then it gets rid of some rushed work where then, like, they get that calendar invite, you know, uh, that calendar reminder two days before the deadline. They're like, crud. I haven't done anything for large group games. And you're like, we've uh, got those texts before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The phone and, calls, the text, the panic sets in. And I think it's wise when Kim talks about putting deadlines out, um, the, the earlier, the better. Um, it's, it's not the deadline is not, you know, two days before retreat. It's usually like three and a half weeks before retreat. So I like to cushion space. it knowing that deadlines aren't always hit. Well, and it, it I so think it's wise it's and, and it's, it, that. Yeah, it's gracious because then it um, it takes into account knowing the dynamics of ministry, um, that things are always going to pop up, um, and it really just sets the team up well. So, uh, I would say the other. I mean, we're talking about looking forward. I want to give a quick um, hack tip for something to make sure that you're doing now that helps um, that weekend, and that is put together a frequently asked question sheet. Okay to give to your leaders. Um, and I love this because really anybody who has experience on your team who's been to like two, three or so retreats 
can do this right now. It doesn't need to just be the central, the lead person. They can do this. And if you're not that central lead person, but you just want to, you know, you want to just be a great team player, start doing it right now. You know, things like, where are we going? How do we get there? Who stays in the cabins? What does the weekend look like? Things that parents are going to, to ask, are there scholarships available? Because then you're able to give that to your small group leaders as they're making those personal invites, especially for those new sixth graders, or if your context is junior high, those new seventh graders. Um, we, we know that we live in a world where for some of those sixth graders, they've never gone to an overnight experience before. So this is the first time that they're going away for a full weekend. How are you equipping your small group leaders to best answer those questions? Because if a parent's already hesitant with sending their kid and the small group leader calls and all that small group leader is able to say is, uh, yeah, I don't know about that. Let me ask, I don't know about that. How much trust is that parent gonna, gonna put in it? And that's your, that's our job to set those leaders up well. That's, uh, that's, you have, especially if they're a new leader. We've got some great experienced leaders who like, they don't need that sheet. They already know. Um, they, they know the answers it. to the they've questions. Lived there. Yeah, right. they've, they've been there. They've lived that retreat and everything. But um, it's, you want to set your, your team up well. Um, you need to be doing that. Kim, do you have any thoughts on that or? No, I, I think what you shared about just setting up those leaders is really valuable and important. Um, I'm thinking more from the context of like a hack for the central team um, or as you prepare these next three months, I would say just schedule out the rhythms of the meetings, right? You know that, hey, there's going to be some big things that need to be chatted through on the programming end, also with the team. So what do those rhythms for the meetings look like? Um, and then what does communication look like with those volunteers uh, that you do have in place or those big bucket items that you're looking to solidify now, like thinking through and planning through strategic communication process over the next couple months, because with your leaders, with your volunteers, with um, people you're contracting out, you want to make sure that they are set up for success and in the know as you gear up uh, for the actual weekend. So again, to the point we made earlier, you're not being bombarded with questions and phone calls um, saying, hey, where am I supposed to be? What time? What about this? Um, that that can all be prepped and ready for them. So I, I think, um, you know, that is just a little bit of a device, um, but there's a lot more things that can be done here three months out to make a great uh, retreat, D-Now event go well. Yeah, I think, I think everything you guys said in today's episode um, is not only relevant to that next season, but could be cascaded across multiple um, preparation, you know, points for different events, retreats, all those type of things. I'm thankful that um, our teams here are thinking ahead as far as they are. And within that, I'd also encourage your teams to do the same. If there's anything, uh, as we always say, that we can do in the process to help you along with this, maybe we can share with you what some of our FAQ guides have yeah, looked like sure. in the past. That's a good call. Or, yeah, um, you know, again, if this is an episode you jumped into, we uh, do talk about roles and responsibilities and have documents and things like that that we could um, help out and share maybe that would uh, be helpful to each of you definitely um, check out the earlier episodes about retreats and yeah. everything there yeah there's They're a rich. whole bunch of um, 
I'll call it flashback or prior episodes throwbacks. that are uh, throwbacks um, that are out there that we would love to share with you. We're thankful to do ministry alongside Amen. of you guys. And if Amen. we can serve you in any way, please let us know. Would you give us a opportunity um, to uh, spread the word about multi multi? Would you share, like, comment, and um, would you pass it along to somebody else who is doing ministry or learning ministry just like you and we are as well? Amen. Amen. Thanks, guys. Have a great day. Blessings. Bye-bye. See ya. Bye.